Mixmaster B here for MixmasterB.com, and I have the one, the only, Mr. Tony Atlas. Mr. USA, nice to meet you, sir. How are you, sir? All right. How are you doing today? Just fine, thank you. All right. Now, uh, big guy in the wrestling business, been around forever. Uh, take us back through, like, the first early days of that. What was, like, some of the struggles you had to go through to become Mr. USA? Well, you know, back in the early days, you know, we didn't have all the equipment that they have in the gym today, like Body Master and uh, Hammer Strength. There was mostly just a lot of free weights, and a lot of the gym didn't have a lot of uh, facilities. The only the main gym that was around at that time was old YMCA, and um, at the YMCA, a lot of time you had to create your own exercise. Like for the back, you know, they didn't have all the different machines, so we did a lot of chin-ups, you know, to widen our back, a lot of bent-over rows to uh, thicken our back, but now they got cable rows, they got uh, a, a lot of hammer straight stuff, so it's a whole lot, uh, whole lot different now. So, so uh, uh, things that was a lot uh, harder to train, but you take guys like myself, Lou Ferrigno, Honest Raw Nigga, we got the job done. All right, so a lot of the wrestlers today uh, have it so much easy, so much easier than you did. What is uh, one of the main differences that you see with wrestlers today or sports entertainment today than back when you were traveling all the road trips? from city to city, state to state? Well, I wouldn't say that it got a lot easier because I just recently uh, I left the WWE and the schedule of the average WWE wrestler today is that they will uh, get up uh, in the morning around 3 o'clock, catch a 6 o'clock flight, fly to wherever their destiny is, get a rental car, uh, go to the hotel, check in, go to the gym, work out, go to the arena, perform, go back to the hotel, get to the hotel about 11 or 12 o'clock at night, try to get something to eat, go to bed, and get about two or three hours of sleep. So in today's time, it, 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 it's totally different. Uh, it, it's different uh, uh, business, but the work is still uh, very, very uh, challenging. It was challenging in our day, but, but I'm not taking anything from the guys today. Now, you say you just recently left the WWE. Um, you still under a Legends contract with them, or is that ran out? Or No, no, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, uh, just doing my own thing. I, I, I never was under a Legend contract with them. I, I was under a talent contract. So each time Vince brings me back, he always brings me back as talent, but not as, as Legend. Because Vince figured I'm not done yet. Alright, so when you say you're not done yet, what other what other spots are you projects you have coming up? Any other events, appearances that are coming up after this? Right, right, right now I'm I'm, I'm working with uh, Scott Epstein and uh he booked a lot of events to meet the, the fans and uh to uh you know sell autograph pictures and I just got a recent a book out that was uh, uh you can order it on crowbarpress.com. It's called Atlas Too Much Too Soon is my autobiography. Uh primarily what it says, uh, my success in life I owe to thousands and thousands of people. My failure in life, I owe to one person, and I have to look at him every day in the mirror when I shave, but that's myself. I was my own worst enemy, but I had a lot of people to take credit for where I met. Scott was primarily one of the guys that helped me get started in bodybuilding, him and Dan Lord. So you've been friends with Scott and known him for a long time. I, I've been knowing Scott for over 30 years. Wonderful gentleman. Now, uh, take us through probably your most memorable match. I know you probably had a lot. You tag team with Rocky Johnson a lot of matches at Madison Square Garden. What was the one match that stood out the most for you and why? Well, I'm probably going to tell you the same thing at the end of the tell you that first match. Because when you step into the ring and you and you got about fifteen to 20,000 people look at you, looking at you, it, it's a feeling you never forget. Uh, your first match is kind of like your first love. You never forget it. You know, And there was a lot of great matches I had after that, but 
I would say my first match in, uh, my, was my, the one that I remember the most. So we're here with Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, and he's got the new book again. Where we have that coming up at? Look, look at these look at these guns. These guns here, it, it's amazing. Like, look, that's like as big as my face. Like, he could, like, crush my face like a walnut right now if he really wanted to. But I hope he doesn't. Yeah, you can go to crowbarpress.com and you can order Atlas Too Much Too Soon. It's my autobiography. It started with my childhood and it goes all the way up to uh, having the privilege of working with one of the most powerful men I've ever met in my life, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Now, what was that experience like working with him? Because it's like, he's like a genetic freak when it comes to the strength. And he's like bending uh, pants yeah. in half. Like, is that yeah. legit? Like, he can really do that? Oh, yes. Well, I'll tell y'all a quick story about Mark Hendrick. We was over in, uh, we were doing a European trip. And the bus driver left the, the lights on, which caused the battery to go dead. So all of us got out, myself, uh, Undertaker, and, and all the other guys, MVP, uh, Shelter Benjamin and all of us guys, we try to push the bus. But every time we push it, the ramps go uphill. So every time we push the bus, they would go up the hill, slide back down, go up the hill, slide back down. When Mark got frustrated with us, so he told us all to get out the way, and he pushed the bus. In fact, he started running with the bus, told us to get on it so we could get out of his way. And he ran with the bus and pushed it uphill. I was going to say, now you weren't trying to push the bus with Mark in it, right? That couldn't have been why you weren't going up the hill? No, Mark was outside. <laughs> he was outside during the time watching us. He just got frustrated watching us trying to move this bus. So Mark Henry ended up pushing the bus all by himself. And then when we were up, the street, some of the streets are very narrow. So the bus couldn't get around the corner without hitting the car. So then somebody on the bus would just holler, hey, Mark. So Mark would get off the bus, take the car, pick up the, the, the back end of it, set it on the sidewalk, walk around the front, pick up the front end, set that on the sidewalk so the bus could get through. <laughs> the most incredible, but he got a hard, a very, very big heart. He loves kids. He loves his fans. He's a very, very good family man. It was, it was a really, really a privilege uh, meeting him. Great. Now, it's a lot of the African-American wrestlers and sports entertainment, I think, um, do they, do you fi find that they go through a lot more struggles than, like, you see right now, R-Truth is getting that push for the WWE Championship. What do you think is held so many of them back? You have Ron Simmons, so many of the great ones. What do you think it will take for them to break through? Well, wrestling has never been a, a, a sport that judge a person on their color. You know, even though a lot of people may, may, may use that as an excuse. Uh, wrestling gives a lot of people opportunity to become successful. What they do with that opportunity is entirely up to them. I mean, I, I was a top wrestler from the 70s, the 80s, all the way up until the 90s, and, and my color never had anything to do with, with, with my success. Like I said, my failure in life I owe to myself. And I could have went a lot further uh, than I did, but there was a phase that I did, like not like, the miss shows. I got involved with drugs, chasing women, and that's what happened with a lot of other guys. They get involved with drugs, they get involved with women, and, they, and, and uh, people say, why did Huck Hogan get so far? Well, Huck Hogan was a businessman. When Vince wanted Huck Hogan to be at a building at 7 o'clock, Hogan was there at 6 o'clock. When Vince wanted Hogan to, to catch a flight, Hogan never missed a flight. Hogan never missed an event. Hogan did what was expected of him. That's why his, uh, he got the success he did. A lot of us guys, we screw up our own career, and color never had anything to do with it. You can look at wrestling, go back to Sweet Daddy Seeker, when uh, America and Bobo Brazil, when, uh, when America was... Uh, 
uh, was separated with segregation. And Boba Brazil was picking up $500 a night, working seven days a week, making $3,500 a week during, uh, uh, during the, de uh, the depression, during segregation. So Boba Brazil color never stood in the way. Uh, Ernie Ladd color never stood in, in the way. JYD. And when you look at every black wrestler that's ever been in this business, they all were successful. And what destroyed their success was not the color, was not the WWE, was not the NWA. It was that per that individual person. You take Jeff Harley, uh, uh, for example, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous athlete. And he could go a lot further in this business. But as we all know, Jeff has some personal demons. It's a personal problem uh, that, that, that keeps him from getting, you know, reaching his, his full potential. Right, is there anything, last question, is there anything in Sports Entertainment that you regret you never got to do or regret doing and never getting an opportunity to do anything? The one thing that I regret most in my career was using drugs. And I tell all the young people, you know, to, you know, you keep a sober man because people look up to you and, 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 and to them, you're the hero. And you take with a little eight-year-old kid, uh, bump into Tony Atlas uh, in a hotel lobby and Tony Atlas is it drunk or stone out of his head? That's a big, big disappointment to this kid. You know, where I came up, I never expect to see Superman drunk. I never expect to see Batman drunk. You know, I never expect to see uh, 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 the Incredible Hulk or any of my uh, superhero uh, committing any type of crime or, or, or cheating on their wives or anything. So, personal responsibility. And the one thing that, that I regret the most is not having more personal responsibility. Great. So we're here with Tony Atlas, Mr. USA. He's got the new book again. And let him know one more time where he can go get that book. It's our Crowbar Press. You go to www.crowbarpress.com. And you pick up my wonderful book, Atlas. Too much, too soon. All right. Great stories. Thank you again, Mr. Atlas. Thank I appreciate you, it. Okay. This is Tony, Mr. USA Atlas, and you are listening to Mix Master B on MMB Radio. Yeah, baby.